the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Our Response to the Word. Although God sends His Word to share with us all the things that He's willing to do, they are not things that automatically happen for me and you. We have a part to play, too, in God doing everything that it is He said in His Word that He'll do. The key to our having what we heard in God's Word is our response to His Word. If we respond properly to God's word like he wants us to do, God will manifest in our lives everything that he said he'd do. But if we don't respond properly to God's word for whatever reason, then we won't experience the awesome things that the word said to me and you. That's why it's so important that we learn to respond properly to God's word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do... I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And prepare to hear a word that's going to be a tremendous blessing unto you. One that's going to help you get through into the awesome things that God has planned for you. I guarantee you it's going to be a blessing in Jesus' name. It's always good to see you out in the house of God on a Sunday. Praise God. And I guarantee you that the Lord has a word waiting on you that's going to be a blessing unto you. We're continuing in the teaching that we started just a few weeks back, and that is our response to the word, our response to the word. And this is a very important teaching because God has great plans for each and every one of us. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says, speaking of the Lord, it says, he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. God wants to give you an expected end. He's already got a plan for you and he wants you to be able to receive it and to be able to accomplish it, and to be able to achieve it. He placed each and every one of us on this earth to be able to perform particular things and to live a particular type of life. And that is God's plan, and that's what he wants for every every woman and man. But at the same time, it's up to us as to whether or not we actually get a chance to live that thing out because the Lord is going to provide everything necessary for us to be able to do so. Everything necessary for us to be able to live in a tremendous life in this world, despite what's going on and around with everyone else. We can live good. That life can be good for us because that's our God's plan and that's what he has for every woman of man. He said thoughts of good, not of evil. God has no intention for you to be able to deal with no experience evil in the midst of your life. Yes, it could be going on all around you, but it doesn't have to happen to you. And even if it does try to manifest itself in the midst of your life, God will provide you what's necessary to get up out or get it up out of your life so that you can be able to move forward into a life without strife. That's God's plan. 
But our response to the word is what will determine whether or not that will have opportunity to happen in the midst of our lives. Although God places the opportunity there, it's up to us to be able to do what's necessary to be able to maximize that opportunity by responding to the word correctly. We've learned all kind of awesome things in relationship to this already. If you're not, if you haven't been here, make sure you get to CD or tape. I think it'll be a tremendous blessing to you. We've done three parts already. The part that we're going to be working on today is the importance of receiving truth. The importance of receiving truth. Because if we receive the truth the way God wants us to receive the truth, then that will allow that truth to set us free, make us free, keep us free, and be able to live a life that will seem like it's free. Praise God. But that's up to us to be able to respond to the truth correctly. So we're going to learn some things about that. In the basic understanding of our response to the word, we've learned that there's basically two responses that you can do when God speaks to you. When he shares with you a word, awesome word, life-giving word, you can have one of two responses. Either you can accept it or you can reject it. Either you can accept it or you can reject it. There is no middle ground. God deals in a binary system. Everything is either off or on. Everything is either right or wrong. Everything is either a blessing or it's a curse. Everything is what he wants you to do or what he does not want you to do. Deals in a binary system. Everything operates that way. And it's the same thing in relationship to the word of God. Either you accept it or you reject it. We like to think that, well, I'm going to just think about that for a little while. Well, in God's eyes, you just rejected it. He said, because I presented you my word, but you rejected it because you, want, you didn't want to uh, uh, lock in with what I say and do what it is I have to say. So as far as he's concerned, we reject it. And of course, then the negative ramifications occur in our life as a result of it. We've already learned also that there's another way that we can phrase that same acceptance and rejection. We can, re- we can rephrase it as receive it or deny it. We can either receive it. Like, for instance, when somebody comes to bring you something, you could either receive it or you can deny it. When UPS comes to your door and they come to drop a package off, it's not necessary for you to accept that package. You could either accept the package or reject the package. You can accept it or you can deny it. And you say, no, I'm not going to receive that. They got to take the package back because you didn't sign on the dotted line and receive it at that time. And it's the same thing with the word of God. God sends a word unto each and every one of us that's coming to set us free. God's sending a word to each and every one of us that's there to be able to help us get to where he has in store for us. But we could either accept it or reject it when it shows up. We can either receive it or we can deny it. If we receive it, then we get a chance to be able to enjoy the benefits that come as a result of it. But if we deny it, then we miss out on all the tremendous benefits that are jam-packed within that word that you're going to learn about today. And then the third way that we can paraphrase this is that you can believe it or not believe it. Believe it or not believe it. But if we accept it, receive it, and believe it, then we will receive what it is that God has in store for each and every one of us. If we reject it, deny it, or not believe it, then we will not be able to benefit from that which God has already planned for each and every one of us and all the good that he has in store for each and every one of us. So that means if our life is jacked up, messed up, broke down, towed down, and everything else that it ought not be, then that's not God's fault. It's not God taking you through anything. It's you rejecting what it is that he's trying to present to you so that you can then make it through. God's not doing anything wrong in the midst of your life. He says he doesn't have any plans of evil for your life. He didn't plan evil to come into the midst of your life so that you can then go through something, go through a test so you can have a testimony. That's nonsense. God wants you to be able to make it through in everything that it is he has in store for you. And he always gives us a word to be able to help us to do that. Give us a word. Now, let's go to uh, the foundational text. And by the way, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say unto you. You're going to be blessed. We're in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. And it does, too, that if we keep our confidence, our confidence is also known as our faith. 
If we keep our faith, then it will have great recompense of reward. But Satan is always doing things in the midst of our lives and has set up a world system to be able to attack our confidence, our confidence in what it is that we've locked in with, that it is what God has to say. But God is telling you, do not cast away your confidence. Don't throw it aside. Don't throw it away. Hold on to your confidence. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. Verse 36 says, for we have need of patience that after we ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Notice that the promise is received after you do the will of God, as long as you do it with patience. Because once you do the will of God, then it opens the door for God to be able to do in your life what it is he's promised you. But you need patience because he doesn't give you a time per se as to when it is going to occur. God's going to come through for you. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. God's going to provide for you. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. The turnaround is coming around to your house and it's going to cause it to manifest itself in your house if you have patience, which means you must wait. To believers, wait is a four-letter word. It's like you ask them, you cussing at them when you say wait. Wait on the Lord. Well, I got to wait. I want mine now. No, no, you got to have patience because there's things that God's got to work out, things that he has to put in line that you don't know nothing about or see nothing about. But yet one thing's for sure, he's going to come through for you because when he speaks his word, he speaks the end from the beginning. He already tells you what he's going to do. And then when you agree with that, it opens the door for him to begin to start doing what's necessary to be able to cause that thing to be able to happen in the midst of your life. But you must wait. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's easy to wait when you have confidence in him. The difficulty in waiting is a demonstration of a lack of confidence, because if you have confidence in the person, you won't have no problem waiting for him. Praise God. And that's why we don't mind waiting. We, you know, and we don't require dates out of the Lord. You know, a lot of people like when, Lord, when we you learned last week that when is a four letter word to God. That when you start asking him, when are you going to do this? When are you going to make this happen? When are you going to do this and stuff like that? It's like cussing at him. Because in his mind, you should be satisfied with the fact that I've told you I'm going to do it because I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. If I told you I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I said I'm going to bring it to pass, I'm going to bring it to pass. Because what man can stay my hand? What man can stop me from doing what it is that I called said to thee? See, that's the mindset that God has. And so you got to understand that. And since you know that once God said it, God's not like a man. He's not going to tell you something and then change his mind. He's not going to change, say one thing to you and then later on down the line, well, you know, I, I changed my mind or I didn't know that this was going to happen to him because this happened. Now I can't do it. No, God's going to come through. And all you got to do is just know it. That's why you don't cast away your confidence. Gets good right here. He says in verse 37, for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. He won't wait. He's going to come as soon as he can come. Verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. That's us. We're the just. I'm talking about those of us who are born again. Those of us who have received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. The Lord, the Lord right here in the Bible calls us the just. That word just means the justified. And the word justified means ones who are declared righteous. Isn't that, isn't that good? Because God has declared us righteous. You didn't declare yourself righteous. God declared you righteous when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pause button for a second. Isn't it interesting how God can call us righteous, but these little preachers be trying to tell you that you're a sinner. Now, how many believe God's right all the time? Now, if God calls you righteous, what are you? And for you to say anything about yourself other than what he said, it means that you're lying. God said you are. You see, you can't be both righteous and a sinner at the exact same time. That's one of the reasons why Jesus Christ went to the cross. Jesus Christ went to the cross to be able to substitute himself for us. We were sinners. We were a people who were sinners. 
But yet once we, the substitution occurred, he took upon everything that we had and we took upon what he had. Now, Jesus Christ is the righteous one. And so since Jesus Christ is the righteous one, if we took his spot, what does that make us? Righteous, because we exchanged spots with him. That's why he went to the cross to pay for the pay the price for sin, because he took our sin upon him. And if he took our sin upon him, we don't have it no more. He now has it. So the exchange had been made. Now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so if that's what the Father is saying about us, that's what we ought to say about ourselves. You can't be a sinner saved by grace. It's impossible. Because that's being two things at the same time. You got to be one or the other. It's like sitting and standing, riding and walking. You got to make a choice. Which one you going to do? Are you listening to me? You can't do both at the same time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You can only do one at a time. And so that's why we are the righteous. Now you can say that I am a, I, I was a sinner who was saved by grace. Because now you're speaking in past tense. And you're speaking in past tense prior to the day that you got born again. Because once you got born again, Jesus uh, God, through Jesus, declared you righteous. He said, you're not guilty. You, 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 you've never done any wrong. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. All things are of God. Since all things are of God and God is righteous, then what are you? Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Pause button off. Praise God. But he said right there, the just, that's us, the ones that are born again. He said, the just shall live by faith. I like that because that tells us exactly the way that we ought to live our lives now that we are the righteous. See, we who are born again, we, this is how we ought to live our lives from that day forward. The moment that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, from that moment forward, we live our lives by faith, which means that we live our lives by trusting God, believing in God having confidence in him and lining ourselves up with what he said and nothing else. That if God said it, that's where my confidence is. If God said I can do it, that's where my confidence is. If God said I can achieve it, that's where my confidence is. If God said I can have it manifested in the midst of my life, that's where my confidence is and that's how I live. And that's how you live as born again believers. You live by faith. Come on, say amen. Yeah, we live by faith. We have trust in God, confidence in God. And because of that, we rely on him and we trust in what he has to say that is true. And we're going to do just what he said we're going to do because we live by faith or we die without it. Because if you do not do what it is that God has said for you to do, if you do not trust in what it is he has to say. You who are justified, well, although you've been justified and set free from all of the foolishness of this world, this world will still override you, overtake you, and, and eventually drown you in foolishness and mess. And that's so unnecessary when the price has already been paid through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's why he says in verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. Listen to the Lord. The Lord is saying my soul has no pleasure in anybody that draws back, which means anytime God gives us a word, we're supposed to have confidence in it and begin to start living our lives according to that. But if we choose not to do that and he said, then you draw back, draw back. Yeah, pull back into the stuff that you ought not be bothered with. Remember, 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 the Bible says in Romans chapter five, verse 12, we already learned. It says, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sin. Every man was found in a situation separated from God uh, uh, in, with death manifesting in their life. Death includes poverty. Death includes sickness. Death includes everything that comes as a result of our separation from God. Confusion, mess and stress and everything else other than being blessed. 
But at the exact same time, God provided us a bridge over the troubled water to get reconnected with the father. His name is Jesus. We're going to learn about a little bit more about that today. And when Jesus came, the Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life should not what? Perish, which means that we don't have to feel the effects of the death that is already in this world. Why? Because God gave us a solution for that that situation. And his name is Jesus. He is the word of God. And when we receive the word of God, then we get a chance to be delivered, to be saved. That word saved means delivered, to be pulled up out of all that mess into the tremendous life that he's planned for each and every one of us. But if we do not cooperate with that word and draw back, the next verse tells you what you draw back into. Verse 39, it says, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the souls. That word perdition, we've already learned, means destruction, which means that God is trying to pull you into the wonderful life that he has in store for you. But when we pull away from what the word has to say and draw back from it and say, I don't believe it, I don't accept it, I reject it, I deny it. Then he said, you pull him back unto perdition, which is the death and the destruction that Satan has planned for your life. Two People have plans for your life. God's got plans for you to to, to live a good life. Satan intends to steal, kill, and destroy and to jack you and jam you. Now, the question is, which one are we going to go along with? That's the question because you're only going to do one or the other. Either you're going to do what God said do or you're going to draw back unto perdition. Either you're going to be led into the tremendous life that God has in store for you or you're going to draw back unto perdition. Either you're going to move forward into the healing, the wholeness, the soundness, the deliverance, the comfort, the peace, the prosperity, the protection and the lifestyle resurrection. Or you're going to draw back under perdition. It's your choices. That's what we got in life. Praise God. Prior to Jesus Christ showing up, you had no choice. Perdition is all there was. Confusion is all you can have. Death and destruction is all that can happen. Yeah, you might enjoy life for a minute or two, or at least so it seemed. But until that's the rest of life mess up and come up in the midst of your life. Are you listening to me? Hey, man, come on now. Y'all act like y'all know what I'm talking about. Praise God. Because every one of us has started off good, but then it turned out bad. Hey, man. A lot of married couples understand what I'm talking about. Started off grinning at each other at the altar and and saying all kinds of stuff like, I'll be with you forever until you lived with them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, I don't even want to see you no more. Come on up in here. Some stuff happened. Things going on and stuff happens. It's called perdition. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But the Lord says, I'm going to send you a word that will deliver you out of that difficulty that will allow you to do what I tell you to do. And I'll be able to cause this peace to be able to manifest once again for you. That the joy and all the good things that God has in store for you is waiting on us as long as we don't draw back unto perdition. So we've learned a lot of things in relationship to the fact of how it is that we do that and what God does in order to make sure that comes to pass. And we've learned that what he does is he sends his word. Turn over to first John chapter three, please. We've already learned that he sends his word. Oh, this is going to be good today. My God, I hope you have an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say unto you. And if not, it's just always good to see you in church. Praise God. First John chapter three. Praise God. Let's start reading verse seven. First John chapter three, verse seven. It says, little children, of course, the Lord is writing to his people. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. He's telling you the reason why the Son of God was manifest, why he showed up, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Look at him. Came here to destroy 
the works of the devil. You got to understand when Jesus showed up, he showed up with one thing on his mind to destroy the works of the devil. He said, this is the reason why he's manifesting. We've already learned that that word destroy means to render harmless and ineffective, to render harmless and ineffective. So he's not obliterating the devil. That's what we the works of the devil. That's what we think of when we think of destroy, blow something up and it's not there anymore. He said, no, I he come to render it harmless and ineffective in your life, which means that although the devil's still operating, he's still doing what he does and it's affecting everybody else or infecting depends on how you look at it. It's affecting everybody else. It won't affect you. Why is that? Because Jesus said, I'm come so that I can render harmless and ineffective in your life. All of the works of the devil. All of the deceptions, all of the lies, all the trickery, all the chicanery, all the mess, all the stress, all the foolishness, all the arguing, all the strife, all the mess, all that. He said, I can render it harmless in your life to the point that it has no effect in your life whatsoever. That's good news for those of us who've lived that mess out. That's good news for those of us who've seen the effect in other people's lives and we don't want it happening in our lives. And we say, oh, no, see, I don't want none of that. If you're going to draw back from anything, draw back from that. To the point that, no, I don't want none of that. But see, you can't stop it from happening in and of yourself. But the Lord came to help you to be able to be able to make it so that those things doesn't happen for you. That's why he says he came so that he could destroy the works of the devil. Now, in order for him to do that, he had to come with something. Now, we're a military town. This San Antonio is a military town. So, you know, this should be pretty easy to understand. When. We get ready to send men, brave men and women off to war. Do we send them off to war with just a concept in mind? Whereas you're going to go take down the enemy. You're going to go stop the enemy and render them harmless and ineffective. But yet just send them on about their way with nothing in their possession or nothing to use or anything like that. Do we do that? What do we? We send them with all the weapons that they need in order to be able to pull it off, don't we? Yes, we do. We send them with all the weapons that we, they need to be able to pull them off. And give them training in that too, praise God, to be able to make sure they know how to use these weapons so that when they land in that land, then they can take down every man that's doing anything opposite of what it is that freedom says ought to be done. Are you listening to me? And they go take them down too. They come cock lock and ready to rock. They come ready to rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Yeah, they show up, you know, ready to go blowing stuff up, firing stuff up, shooting stuff up. Come on up in here. Yeah, they do. Knowing exactly what to do because they come equipped with what's necessary to be able to win the battle. Well, when Jesus showed up, he showed up equipped with what's necessary to win the battle. I'm going to show it to you. Turn over to John chapter one. St. John chapter one. Pay attention now because we're talking about your correct response to the word of God. St. John chapter one, where Jesus shows up equipped, ready to rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Jesus is. That's one reason why I always laugh at those little movies and stuff that you see all over the place and stuff, you know, and all these little cute little Jesus movies and stuff like that. I ain't cracking on them. Don't, you know, get me, I'm excited that they exist. I got a bunch of them at the house and stuff like that. They, some of them are good comedies, praise God. Uh, because you got you to understand, because see, the Jesus that was is different than the one that's presented. You got to understand, Jesus, I'm going to say this just right as I can. Jesus was a thug. Jesus came down, you got to understand, Jesus came down ready to rumble. Jesus didn't, that, that little soft voice that you be hearing, you know, all the time, you know, you know, the meek inherit the earth. That ain't G. That, that ain't the way he did. That ain't the way he operated. If you really read the Bible, you'll find out Jesus was offensive. So a good preacher is offensive. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. 
I hope you're seeing that our response to God's word is very important to our receiving the things that God told us about in his word. I hope even more that the inspiration to respond properly to God's word is rising in you so that all that God wants to do for you will be received and enjoyed by you. I hope you'll learn to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the ladies out there to an event held here at Word of Faith San Antonio that'll absolutely be a blessing to you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Come be blessed at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.